0: Hey everybody, welcome to Better Homes and Dungeons, but first, as always, a word from our sponsor. Jaren, have you got a lot of stuff to move? Oh, I've got so much stuff to move, Josh. What am I going to do? Well, Jaren, I've got some excellent news for you. Tensor's Fluting Haulage can help you move any amount of things that you need.
1: <laughs> and, and what do I have to do to get
0: uh, tensors Fluting Haulage? Well, oh shit! I was gonna go with a disc pun, but I've just—it's totally lost me.
1: Oh no! This is my That's brain on three hours sleep. People, but this is good
0: energy, and I'm keeping it. <sighs> you need to get rest. What if I the podcast need a podcast! We lot just of took things, a nap, but no, this is 2020. What have we, we do without lots of the things podcast. this year, Jaron? We'll <laughs> yeah, this is 2020. We do without hope, happiness. We find joy where we can. What a year! Yeah my brother this has been a decade. <laughs> so Jaron um how you been? It's been a while I, since we yeah. chatted in a podcast capacity.
1: I have been busy, exhaustingly so. You have. Um for people who don't know what is what what is the thing you do? Uh, So I design lots and lots and lots of tabletop game things. Uh, Primarily what we do at Action Fiction, which is uh, the the company that uh, my family and friends and I run. Uh, the, the primary thing we're known for is Monsters of Merka, which is a high-fantasy parody of United States pop culture. Uh, we do lots of, like, jokes and, and meme sort of content, but it's also a really neat sort of uh, social satire, uh, kind of a, an interesting high-fantasy lens that you can look at uh, pop culture through. Um, and it also deals a little bit with what's going on in the world at any given time, uh, which, you know with 2020 is uh just an absolute disaster my uh my there's an ongoing joke with the the writing team right now that uh we as satirists uh satirists cannot keep up with what's going on in the real world we cannot out satire what's really happening every single day uh so it's it's getting to the point where we're struggling to even like find a joke that that's funny and not just true two months
0: later yeah there is a um an Australian series made on our um, ABC, like our one, not your one, because I know you got one as well. Um, and it's a series called Utopia. And it's all about like working for a um, an infrastructure development ministry. And the guy that came up with it, he's well known in Australian circles. Like it's, it's an amazing series. Like go check out ABC and and just go buy it. You'll have a good time. But um, when he got interviewed about it, He said, look, the problem is we've never had to write a single... Well, not the problem, but the great thing is we've never had to write a single joke because we know a lot of people who worked in these departments and we just ask them for stories and then we write it down. (laughs) Yep, that sounds about right. And it's the funniest and most... It's like, it's that intersection of like hilarity and depression. It's like, that's so funny. And yet... It hurts so bad. <laughs> so, um, and, and I've, look, I've, I have the Monsters of Marker expansion. There's some good stuff in there. Like, there's, it's, it is very high production. Like, I know you, Jaren, you dedicated yourself to getting a very high level of quality with what you've produced, and, and it certainly does that. Um, And it's really funny. It's good stuff. But it's, you okay. flatter me. <laughs> Sorry, people didn't see the look that I just gave Jaren that says, no, Like, just take the compliment, you goof. Um, what you guys managed to do is funny and biting without being cruel. And I think that's yeah. a good angle for comedy right now to take because we have enough cruel, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a couple of mantras that we lean on during the design process. Uh, legitimately useful parody is the biggest one, right? We want to make sure that whatever satire, whatever parody we're creating is useful either from a mechanical sense uh, or from like a social or education sense. Uh, we always punch up, never punch down. That's a big one uh, when it comes to making jokes uh, about, you know, the system and things like that. Uh, and we also try to remember that Mirka... Uh, though it's, it's meant to be kind of a parallel to the United States, uh, as uh, the, the one kind of like major key difference you would think is, oh, it's in high fantasy and it's magic. Uh, that's not the major difference. The major difference is that Merca is meant to have a sense of hope, whereas present-day United States uh, has everything but that. <laughs> so the, those are kind of the things that, that keep us uh, always on the same track when we're
0: doing a writing. Yeah, look that's that's a good philosophy and I would say look that there, there always has to be hope. And despite the fact that hope is a terrible bastard because it shows you the world as you as it should be, even when it's not, it's a not a bad thing to hold on to. Um now you guys did Merka, sorry, y'all did Merka. Mm-hmm. It it's come out, it has been pretty good, the Kickstarter was reasonably successful um you met a couple of stretch goals i think seattle or sea adult rather is Mm -hmm. one of the expansions Mm -hmm. that you brought out now you are bringing out an additional expansion of merka i believe at some point Mm -hmm. yeah the kickstarter for that actually is
1: uh in what four days uh five days on september 8th is when it goes live on tuesday awesome can you tell me about this thing Yeah, uh, well, I'll start by just telling you that it's ridiculous, uh, right, um, so, yeah, (laughs) much like the, I mean, it's Merca, of course it's ridiculous, much like the core book was inspired by this strange fever dream that I had where I just knew, like, I I had to make this silly parody monster, and then it just spun out of control, uh, this expansion was, have you seen, uh, and I, I have to believe that you've seen it, have you seen the meme that is, uh, dungeons and uh diners and dragons and drive-ins and dives yes, and it's I, the, I uh, yeah yep. yeah yes so it's that but but it's real it, it really exists uh it's got guy fieri dragons going to flavor city uh we have a really great section where we um do a lot of spoofing on tolkien by parroting walmart uh and so we have walmoria uh which is just so much fun um I, I, and as, as a uh, terrible punster i approve Oh, oh, yeah! You're you're gonna love this. We have a walrog, uh, which is which is fantastic. It's uh, we just got art back for it, and uh, it's uh, exactly what it sounds like, right? It's it's the Balrog, but with an ill-fitting, very tight button-up shirt. Uh, it's I'm I'm really excited about. It. I just sent it to you, um, and then of course the the third location that we have is the Hall of Merca, which is a parody of the Mall of America. Uh, and that let us do some really fun, uh, like, mall rats, uh, Jay and Silent Bob sort of parodies, uh, and also cover a ton of, like, American mall retail stores. Uh, for example, uh, in the United States, we have a store called Forever 21. Uh, and so in Merka we have a store called Forever 201, which is just Forever 21, but for elves uh and so this, this is just a bunch of uh jokes that I I really am excited about there um and the, the entire the entire book right restaurants and retail is sort of a biting satire on uh american consumerism and capitalism uh while still providing players with a couple of new locations to explore a boatload of new items and monsters uh and of course we uh as usual have done at least one subclass for every one of the core classes including the artificer uh which are those are usually my favorite
0: parts of the subclasses i I think there's a lot of story potential with a subclass because i mean it and in some ways, like, I think subclasses are, like, the best way to get that player engagement. Because you're telling them, hey, here's a way for you to interact with this world and break the rules. Have at mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And, and give them, like, a butt-ton of lore to start working with, which which I think is really cool. um Now, you said this is coming out in four or five days? Yeah, September time of recording? 8th on Tuesday. So probably two to three when Josh gets around to editing and releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you said this is an action fiction release. This isn't just the Jaren show, like the other people that you work with. How do you make sure that you actually get a really good amount of diverse voices in, into any project? Because I know that's like something you, you always see on Twitter like hey we need someone who's this for you know creative consultation for art for sensitivity reading how how do you manage that and and stay sane that is a great question uh
1: someday i'd like to imagine that there will be a platform designed specifically to answer that question that would be great uh but until that day uh the process that we've been using has essentially been um the 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 team that brought restaurants and retail to life right you're right it's not just the jaron show it's not even really like the action fiction core team show right we we as the the three uh folks who wrote the first uh book have really taken a backseat in the design process for these 18 writers that we brought on uh and we brought them on through a process of open submissions right we said hey you know gang uh Write your your best Merca submission, Uh, it could be an item or a place, uh, and we we just want to see what you got. And we had almost 50 folks submit. Uh, And so from there, uh, you know, we whittled it down to 18, which was a really difficult process. Um, But we wanted to make sure that, excuse me, we we wanted to make sure that we had a really nice, solid, uh, diverse perspectives list. Um, and we knew that with the 18, we were going to be further dividing into three teams of six. Uh, and we wanted each one of those teams to also have uh, a solid heft amount of div- diversity. Uh, and a big part of that was, uh, you know, we had, uh, a huge number of contributors were not from the United States. And so they were able to give an outside perspective. Um, we had a trans contributor who offered a lot of really interesting, uh, perspective that brought, uh, one particular faction in Walmoria completely to life, right? Totally changed the, the original concept of this faction, uh, which I absolutely love. Uh, and we've also, uh, we, and, and some of those folks that have come on board, um, have also stepped up to, like, like have even more influence over the project. So that person that redesigned uh, Snails is their handle, Bag of Snails, that person that redesigned that faction, uh, they are now also doing the art direction for this process. Uh, and part of that is, you know, we're trying to expand uh, what we consider the action fiction core team, right? Uh, as of right now, it's primarily just, you know, me and my girlfriend and my brother and my brother's college friend. Uh, But what we would really like is to have, you know, that that diverse perspective all the way up at the the absolute most influential point of the company. Uh, And so getting to see these people who have been contributing uh, to the Merka book step up and say, well, I would like to do art direction. We have another person who is actually going to be leading uh, a freebie expansion that we're doing through Patreon uh, about American cryptids, uh, Bailey, uh, Skepsis Re on Twitter, she is going to be stepping up and leading that project all her own. Uh, and it's a Mirka, uh project that I... It's the first one where I... It will happen, uh, and I will watch it happen, and I will have little to no influence over it, which is scary, but also really <laughs> exciting. Uh, and everyone that's come on board has just been killing it, uh, and I, I could not be more happy.
0: That's very cool. Like, it sounds like you... And I mean... I think in today's day and age it's in some ways easier to make sure you actually do stuff right and nicely. Like it takes those like extra little bit of effort to reach out to people who are not you and say, Hey, if you were to, if I was to give you the support for you to tell your story so other people can have an understanding and an appreciation of you, how would you do it? Could you ask that question again? oh sorry i'm just like i guess musing out loud where it's like i guess it's mm-hmm. easier in today's day and age to reach out to people and ask them who you know sorry to ask people who are not you to ask them to tell their story in their way so that mm-hmm. we can all you know have more empathy for each other
1: yeah absolutely like. and, and and in <laughs> uh in in Merka it's it's pretty necessary actually right because uh a majority of of action fiction uh, is just three white guys from southeastern Ohio, and so you know in in the core book we wanted to do Seattle and and Washington D C, and we wanted to do uh, like the Southern California region with like Hollywood, Los Angeles, and so you know part of one of the big culture centers there is compton and uh three white dudes from ohio are uniquely unqualified to write about compton uh and there's a lot of things like that yeah right and so there are a lot of things like that in (laughs) merco where uh you know we realize like shit like we understand the value of this we understand that this should be in the book but we also have to acknowledge that we are not the right people to write this in a way that is authentic and respectful uh, and even having people to write things in in a way that's authentic and respectful uh, you know it's always good to have those sensitivity readers to just double check things uh, and make sure that that everything is kosher uh, that, that no nobody has uh, stepped over any bounds or anything like that. Uh, you know that's that's something that is it's kind of an ongoing learning process for us because we have only been a company for uh, eight months. And so, you know, we're, we're really, really still in the early phases of learning, but we have been learning a boatload, uh, which is really exciting. And that's one of the big things was, uh, you know, we don't, we don't publish anything unless it has had at least one dedicated sensitivity reader to go over it. Uh, and Mirka uniquely requires uh, several typically because it's so intrinsically tied to real world cultures.
0: And that's that's a good approach. Like it's it's it is encouraging to see this new wave of publishers like yourself, um, like you know, um, it's actually Warren who did the Uncaged anthology, I think. Mm-hmm. Anthologies, I should say rather. Um, it's it's actually good to kind of see these new waves of stuff coming out that are like non wizards, and really you know changing the landscape of the TTRPG. Space by saying, "Hey, um, we can't just do Eurocentric fantasy anymore, people. We we got to be more than this, which is which is a good move, and I I support it completely. Um, yeah. Now, action fiction also has some um independent IPs that you're launching. Can I ask about what what those are? Like, I know a little yeah. bit, yeah, because you know." we are actually friends and we actually talk from time to time. We do, we do. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we, we have uh, we have a couple of things coming down the pipeline. Um, I think that the next major release that we're looking at uh, is probably going to be Anomaly. Uh, an Anomaly is an original uh, TTRPG that is designed as sort of like an X-Files meets Men in Black meets the SCP Foundation, right? So you you play as these, uh, you know, average everyday agents of this weird, mysterious foundation, uh, this organization that is uh, who, whose goal is to go out and capture these uh, strange or anomalous things. and sometimes they're creatures and sometimes they are like artifacts or objects that just have very strange effects. Uh, and sometimes they're places that just need to be secured. so each each game uh, you know e- each session is designed around uh, one of those anomalies, and you and your your team of specialized agents who each kind of have a thing that they're really good at. Kind of go through the process of uh, solving that problem of capturing or um, uh, pacifying that anomaly, and I'm really excited about that one because it's it's very tactical. Uh, it it really encourages coordination and cooperation, uh, and it is also sort of reminiscent of the very very old um, the hex crawl survival games that sort of gave birth to D and D way back in the day, where sometimes just navigating from Uh, A to B is the game, right? Sometimes that is the the scenario, the hazard, is in the navigation. So, you know, a big part of the way Anomaly is played is, uh, you know, you have this preparation phase at the beginning where you and your team have to choose the equipment that you'll be taking with you on the mission. Uh, you can only carry so much, and so you're basically briefed on what this mission will entail. Uh, and then you and your team have to collectively figure out how to carry this equipment. Who's going to be carrying what, who is maybe better suited to carry certain things, uh, and also making sure that you have the skills necessary to do the job. You know, if you're going to be trekking out into the jungle wilderness, you probably want to have somebody who's pretty good at navigating. Things like that.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited about that one. Hmm. Like I mean, I've I have done some of the reading because you've, you've let me have a look at stuff, and it, it's some is it kind of like old school XCOM type games as well, mm-hmm. um, where XCOM had that thing of like, if you make one wrong move, things will go badly shaped for you, son. Which mm-hmm. is, which is a mood I agree with. Like it's I think it's a good mood to have in a game that you know is supposed to be horror that you don't understand is threat you do not see forces you cannot comprehend and that's a that's a cool way to be when when about is that coming out
1: uh so we're planning on doing a kickstarter at the very end of this year for that one right our our plan is basically to take restaurants and retail and uh go from kickstarter funds at the beginning of october ideally you know assuming everything goes well. all the way to, like, product is finished, book is out, new Kickstarter launches in December for uh, Anomaly, uh, which is going to be probably the most stressful several months of my life, but it may also really pan out. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited
0: about that. It's just a matter of, you know, manifesting it into a reality. Yeah. Well, you know, manifesting into reality—sorry, well, things manifesting into our reality is kind of what the game's about from what I've seen. Ah. <laughs> yeah yeah maybe I am the anomaly maybe the design of the game is anomalous yes I it could well be um actually one thing I was kind of curious about is you're not doing i, I figured that you guys would potentially do something about what's happening in the states in November and you you were just biden your time to announce something uh yeah so we I'm not proud we of that, have Joe. you shouldn't be you should I, actually no. be
1: ashamed uh we we've we've decided uh sorry we've been debating on how to handle that right uh because on the one hand right murka as a parody uh and parallel to the real world should change with the real world too right uh and of course in the core murka book uh the the nefarious leader of the dawn uh, presided over the kingdom of murka and if that were to change in the real world it should certainly change in the world of murka uh so on the one hand, you know, of course, we really want to do that content. On the other hand, we really want to, you know, make sure that we're not taking advantage of something that is very seriously affecting our nation. Uh, and so it's it's a, it's a tough tightrope to walk, um, and we haven't exactly yet decided, and we're running out of time, I know, uh, but we haven't exactly yet decided what our path forward is going to be for that. Uh, it's something that we want to start working on as soon as, this uh kickstarter takes off and our work on the kickstarter is mostly done um which you know your work is never done hopefully after the 24-hour live stream that we do we will be able to sleep for two days wake up and then start working on that i can
0: understand why also like again with your philosophy of like look we don't punch down an election thing would be obscenely difficult to do without crossing that line somewhere, and I mean, to, to be kind of, um, I guess, kind of blunt-ish, um, American politics is like something I look at and just think: there's no way you can say or do anything here that is not going to lead to someone screaming at you, or you know, someone getting hurt. Like it's it's a yeah. it's a really Ooh. this this isn't just a minefield this is a minefield that's like three-dimensional
1: yeah it's a 4d chess as uh, as some might say uh yeah no navigating those waters is tough right um i wish somebody had warned me long long before i decided to make uh satire our, our core product that satire is hard and scary and easy to mess up. Uh, I really wish somebody would have warned me, uh, because it is, right? Um, we, fortunately, we haven't had any, like, major uh, screw-ups because we've been trying to take those uh, those precautions. But it is scary. You know, There, there is, in, in fact, uh, there's a, a particular item in uh, this restaurants and retail expansion that we went over for a couple of days um, where we were deciding, like, you know, on the one hand, uh, it's it's... A great opportunity to satirize something and to teach a lesson or make a statement. On the other hand, including this particular item in the book uh, may may be triggering for some people. Uh, and so we we went around and around and around trying to figure out like, do we do we make the statement and and say what we come here what we came here to say because it's important for us to say that, or do we err on the side of caution? Uh, and those decisions happen way more frequently than I ever thought they would, uh, and they're never easy to make, uh, and so we never make them alone. You know, we typically consult uh, as many people as are willing to uh, listen to us, uh, and of course we have sensitivity readers to go over this material to you know, understand you know, where we're coming from and whether or not it belongs in the book. Uh, you know, when, when somebody buys the book, you're not there to explain it to them, so mm-hmm. you have to make sure that what you write is really clear and very clearly paints your uh, your stance on a particular subject without you being there to explain like no haha we did that ironically right that's not enough if you have to say that and and that's that's always a, a thin
0: rope to walk it is also often an incorrect use of the term ironically um, mm-hmm. although you know look language evolves grammar changes as a former language teacher, I can confirm this. As a current language student, I can confirm this. So maybe just you know, we'll let that word change. I think. Um, but that, that's yeah. a good approach. I wish could have I think that. Stopped
1: regardless. That would have been nice. Pardon? I said I wish we could have stopped irregardless. That would have been nice. I wish we could have prevented that one from happening.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the base. Th- there, there are there some forces? In language that are just like nah this is this is gonna happen and you just have to like let that train go right on through the station and off into the distance and just hope that mm-hmm. none of your friends are on it. And you can just... <laughs> Nah, not doing that. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um and you have a game that's coming out soon ish, I think as well, another one?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, so everything after Anomaly is sort of nebulous uh, in the order that it's going to come out. Anomalous and, uh, and nebulous.
0: Ah, is, that, yes. is that the space uh...
1: expansion? i certainly hope not i'm not ready to write a space expansion for that um (laughs) no it's uh so so we have a couple of games that are slated for after anomaly uh you know tbd sometime in 2021 plus uh and uh the order in which those games come out is going to depend entirely on the order in which they are finished most likely um so we have toys are we Uh, which is designed by Brad Roberts, a member of the core action fiction team, uh, which is a great neat little game where you play as children's toys and your goal is to protect your child from nightmare monsters. Um, that is uh, a system that I'm really excited to have, like, contributed to. I think it's a really fun concept, and it's sort of meant to be like, a, like a, an RPG in a box, right? Uh, so it's a little bit different form factor than what we typically publish. There's not a book that comes with it so much as, you know, you open it, it's got the, the miniatures and the, the rules, uh, and a couple of different uh, sessions that you can play through, and that's kind of how it's designed. Um, the other games that we have coming out are uh, one that I'm really excited that we acquired uh, through KP uh, Studios, KP11 Studios. He is uh, designing a, uh, a game called A Tale of Ages, which is a, a classic form TTRPG, you know, book uh, format that is, uh, this particular one is all about Hindu culture. Uh, which is really, really exciting. Uh, I, I before uh, talking to KP about it, knew nothing about it. Uh, I will confess to still knowing very little, uh, but every time I have a conversation with KP and we talk about the design and his design philosophy behind it, uh, I get really, really excited to bring this to life. Um, so KP is kind of leading the design charge on that one I think uh, we're kind of stepping in to publish and I'm gonna do a little bit of like consultation with mechanics But by and large this is KP's game because it is it is his story to tell uh, I'm uniquely again unqualified to tell a story about uh, Hinduism and tabletop RPGs, but I'm more than happy to make that a reality and you know I'm, I'm taking that opportunity as action fiction uh, to to lift up other creators um, and then the final game that we have is, uh, it's actually a board game that is called Goblin Cave, <clears throat> and it's sort of a, uh, it's an asymmetrical, uh, player versus player tactical board game sort of thing, uh, which is really cool. I have never played anything like it. I have never designed anything like it. Uh, it's a combination between, like, deck drawing, and it's almost like, a, like a MOBA board game. Uh, and it is okay. super fun it's really really fun and super enjoyable like a hero shooter where each of the different uh characters that you can play kind of has a, a different deck with a different selection of abilities uh it is a blast to play and i am having a lot of fun play testing it right now
0: this sounds like okay two board games that like makes me think about one is um thud which is based on the mm-hmm. game from the um from terry pratchett's Discworld, which has um trolls and dwarves Fighting each other, um, mm-hmm. which is not it's like an asymmetric game of chess hmm. where one team yeah. can move all over the place but is like you know quite fragile and has to rely on cunning um, and just you know being where they need to be to trap the other team. And the other team are large, lumbering, powerful, and amazingly destructive but slow. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool thing, but it also has like it sounds like it's got elements of like um uh Vlada Chvatils Josh Kalat Tashkala, that's the one. Sorry, I was about to go over to my board game shelf and just have a look. And then it uh uh-huh. thankfully ticked in my brain. Which is like an abstract strategy game, but you've got four decks in the um in the base box. Two of the same, because, you know, provides a bit of you know look here is how you learn this game but there are two other decks which are very different and they play differently and they fight differently and they feel differently and so a combination of that would be really cool yeah, it is. It's so much fun. Uh,
1: so the the concept, uh, which th- this game was originally designed by Adam Buffoni, uh, who does the Forever GMs podcast uh, and used to run the Critical Success podcast. Uh, he's one of the greatest designers that I know. He's a blast to hang out with. Uh, we just recently uh, spent some time with him and his family in Rhode Island, which is a blast. And uh, he, he designed this game uh, before he we play tested it while we were in Rhode Island, and I was like, "You got to publish this." And he was like, "I don't know how to publish this and it's it's got a couple of things that need changing And I was like, "Great, we have a deal. let's do it uh, but uh, the the concept of the, game, right, is, uh, <laughs> the the concept of the game uh is is uh they're these human adventurers. Uh, are uh, kind of the, the nefarious, the bad guys, right? They are coming into this goblin cave where these goblins live, with the goal of stealing uh, these uh, these relics, right? That uh, that the goblins want to keep, the kind of their their treasures. Uh, and the goblins, of course, want to defend against the humans. So the the classes that are available to each team are mostly the same, though each team gets one unique class uh, that the other team does not get. Um, the goblin unique class is a lot more about controlling the battlefield, you know, being able to erect walls or, or move players around, whereas the human uh, specialty class is kind of all about healing and buffing uh, because, of course, the humans have to get in, get the relic, and get out, and the goblins are trying to stop them from being able to do that. Uh, and so there's there's a couple of unique things that the goblins can do. The humans want to pick up these treasures and run away.
0: Uh, and it is so so fun to play. It's so fun. This this also sounds like something that would translate very nicely onto PC as well. Like so there's some definite because I know that like you know Ticket to Ride, um, Scythe, Talisman. A lot of these board games are now making that transition onto you know Xbox, PC, whatever. And it sounds like it would go really well. Yeah, I would oh, love to see like a like a
1: cartoony uh, PvP xcom where it's you know it's sort of turn based uh, and you know you you have you can only move so many squares and you have to take your action and stuff. Uh, but I would love to see you know this kind of like a like pipe dream right is uh, you know a, a PC Steam release where. You can jump into a matchmaking group and, you know, choose your class and, and play against other players anywhere in the world. That would be, uh, like I said, pipe dream. You know, that, that would be yeah. an amazing experience. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe
0: take it to Epic. You know, like, they're funding some interesting <laughs> stuff at the moment.
1: Yeah, just give me all your money
0: and I will make you beautiful art as, as, uh, as long as I live. Not a bad way to go. I mean, I I personally have most of my video gaming funded by the Epic free games at the moment. So I was like, uh-huh. you know what? If you're just gonna give me free games, I'm gonna play them. Like, ooh, look, <laughs> Hitman, the world's best murder playground. I mean, ooh, I'm good. I actually really like those games. Yeah, I do too. It's stupid, but in the it's right way. Cathartic,
1: almost. Yeah, it's very yeah. silly and like methodical, and
0: you know, there's planning, or you can just give into absolute chaos. Yeah. And it's fun to give into that chaos sometimes. Like it's fun to have the mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to professionally straight up murder this fashion designer throw his body in a river so no one can find it. Or it's fun times. And the fun times <laughs> is, you know, I'm going to shoot this scientist with an antique cannon. It's like yeah, that's how you that's how you assassinate someone and make it look like an accident. Oh, look, mm-hmm. this yep. it, isolated the, uh, thing happened their twice. Hippo. How could that have happened? <laughs> My goodness.
1: And this is the day that all of Josh's listeners started to get just
0: a little nervous. <laughs> I, I think I've found a use for that degree that I've got, Jaren. And that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. This is why you do humanities, kids. So you can read questionable textbooks on the train. yeah i I had a trolley problem yeah well okay i had a textbook when i started doing my degree called the essentials of terrorism and as someone who has a lot of large black coats um oh no (laughs) oh no and on the basis that this book had like explosions and like you know explosives and a lot of imagery of a certain group of people who were very threatening at the time. Um, it was a very funny thing to do. To just read it on the train and let yeah, like look this, at you like, like, like straight up in front oh. of my face. I mean, the good news is I always <laughs> got a seat, and no one asked me to bring my backpack for some weird reason. They're like, no, 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 that can um, that's good. That can just stay there, mate. You're you're all right. <laughs>
1: had a nice personal bubble of space yeah i
0: did it was look it's i was pre (laughs) coviding people were practicing social distancing with me and doing a great job
1: that sounds like an experience that is uniquely uh un-american that i don't think that your experience of having a nice Warm, safe bubble around you would have been there if uh, if you were on an American bus. I feel
0: like no, uh... I would have had the shit kicked out of me. <laughs>
1: yeah, they... yeah, that
0: sounds about right. I, th- I think this is the difference between like Australia and okay. Here's a question: You, you live in a landlocked part of America? Uh, I do. Yes, Ohio. Okay. Okay. Cool. When you go to a body of water, like a river or a lake or something. What is the correct distance between your towel and the towel of other another group of people? Oh far. I
1: don't even want to be able to overhear them.
0: Uh, okay, that yeah, is the I, right I answer. Know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Excellent. You've done good. Alright, cool, mate. Excellent. Just double checking. Yeah. Like in Australia it's like, look a few more steps down the beach. It's a big but it's a big place. Like you know, we've got plenty of beaches. Just, just walk a bit more. But that's not TTRPG related. Um, <laughs> what is life but a not TTRPG... One not TTRPG related experience after another until you finally I mean, may- get to
1: play? Maybe for some. Not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I do lately is just TTRPG work.
0: That sounds actually not too bad but like on top of having a job is like how do you manage that because that sounds
1: you like really <laughs> you gotta hey. love what you do you gotta love it a lot like a lot a lot like this sounds you, like it's you your, your um... be... <laughs>
0: it, it sounds like it's your gom
1: jabbar yes uh wow good reference good plug uh yeah oh. it, it is uh it's it is an ongoing uh, daily struggle. So one, one big thing that we talk about in Action Fiction is we don't do crunch, right? Uh, we never ask our writers or our artists to do like a bunch of work right before a release date in order to make a release date. Uh, and that applies to everyone who is not me uh, or the other <laughs> the, the other two uh, America designers. We kind of eat all of the crunch so that nobody else has to. Uh, and so, you know, with the Kickstarter coming up in a few days, uh... I my, my to-do list does not seem to be shrinking day after day, despite me doing so, so many things. Um, I have had to take off some time from my day job so that I can make sure that this gets done on time. Uh, and I don't really remember the last time I did something for fun uh, outside of, like, you know, playing a video game for a while with Adelaide or something. You know, most of what I do is, uh, I mean, literally most of what I do from from the moment that I, like, Get home from my day job until i go to bed is action fiction related or adjacent uh it's but but that's fun to me you know i'm the kind of person who can sit there and work for hours and hours and hours just staring at google docs or even google sheets and exi- like you know aligning things and uh changing words editing writing uh, and at the end of the day after doing that for seven or eight hours i can stand up from my desk and go man what a good day <laughs> and you know I, I think day. that is yeah for for me that that makes me uniquely uh in a position to do this kind of work
0: uh, and so i I try to use that to my advantage that's very cool and and it's 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 a good way to be like you know and and also when it comes to dune references dude I've read that book many more times than is healthy did uh have you
1: I don't think we've talked about it uh we have a monk subclass in restaurants and retail uh called the ben and jerry's it's uh and so they are uh i can see your eyes blazing over as you realize what this means Uh, yeah it means you get my money jaren that's what it means (laughs) (laughs) they're a gigantic dune reference a walking dune reference but they're also monks who do a lot of cool cold ice cream things so if you've ever wanted to play an ice cream monk which I have the feeling you didn't, uh, but maybe now
0: you do. Uh, This is the book that will let you do that. I mean, look, they'd be great in Tahadi Earl Bur hand-to-hand combat. I I loathe you (laughs) so much. (laughs) Just want to point out, people, I didn't edit out a gap between, you know, what Jaren said and that pun. I am literally that... just horrible. Just so fast, so fast and wonderful yeah, it's, it's not good uh, Jaren, we always have one last question that we ask um, which is all about self-care because I think these last ten years um, oh and that is not what I pictured but I'm about yeah. it thank you That's... <laughs> yes okay what's in the box pain and ice cream (laughs) there um yeah look it it feels like this year has gone on for about it has been about a decade's worth of content like if this was a video game you'd think you know what i'm getting my money's worth of of like you know content from this but i think we're also getting a lot of fatigue em how are you making sure you're okay and your team is okay by extension.
1: <clears throat> uh, I will answer the team portion of that question first because it's the answer I like more. Uh, okay, that's I, fair. I do I do frequent check-ins with my team, um, particularly with some of the folks who are who are just joining Action Fiction for the first time. Uh, you know, um, Snails as the art director, uh, you know, has to juggle. Excuse me. Snails as the art director has to juggle. Uh, conversations with 15 individuals at least on discord maybe more now each of the artists and snails is also doing now the art direction for this upcoming cryptids uh, patreon expansion it's smaller but that's just another team of artists that snails is now in charge of Uh, and these two books are gonna have wildly different styles and so you know that's a lot of work for one person to do I know because it's what I had to do during the core book while I designed everything else, and it was terrible. So I try to develop really good personal relationships with the folks that I work with. Um, I I don't really like, I don't want to create this idea that, you know, one person in action fiction is like at at the the tippy top or whatever, right? I want everyone to feel equally influential and equally cared for. So Snails and I uh, will sometimes take days off together uh where we'll just be like like snails will be like, Oh my god, I, I've got stuff to do and I'm stressed and I'll be like, Yeah, uh why don't we play some fall guys and we can just play video games and talk a little bit and just hang out. Um and I'll do the same thing with Bailey who's just joined and uh, in stepping into a leadership role. Though those kinds of interactions, those kinds of non work interactions with the people that you work with, I think are absolutely necessary. Uh <laughs> Fuck your pun, damn it, Josh. Um, I, I think those non-work interactions with people that you work with are necessary. They're wonderful. They help you build these positive relationships. Um, we'll often be working as the core action fiction team here in my basement. Uh, we'll get towards the end of the night. We'll see that we still have much to do. I look around the room and everyone's fried. And I'll just stand up and I'll say, "All right, we're going home. Everyone's going home. Uh, we'll pick this up again tomorrow." You know, because if if we have to delay, we have to delay. It's it's never worth sacrificing uh, the folks that I care about's mental health, right? Uh, That's that's always the number one important thing when it comes Mm -hmm. to any job that you have. Should be your own mental health.
0: No, I agree. I think that's a it's a good approach. And I mean, like, if you want to be very, I guess, like, also like a bit like leaning on a practical side, the quality of work you're going to get from people when they're unable to do anything useful is like we're going to spend three times as long fixing this so you know what people go home have a drink have a, have a sleep you know what have a real good sleep and come back if not tomorrow then the day after when, when you've mm-hmm. had some time to rejuvenate and the reason yeah. Jaron swore at me everyone is because I said something funny in our discord chat and I <laughs> said it deliberately when he was like giving a proper answer to something I'm a jerk. I saw you typing, and I was like, "No, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. do it." <sighs> yeah, I oh man, I was gonna make a um a joke about hit them ya yah chow harder, but that's like not very good. And some of the ice
1: cream puns that we've gotten to do have been really pleasing too. Like, uh, one of our flavors is chaotic Goodberry, uh, and that's one I... that I'm really really pleased with. That, with that's that a good one. Up. That's okay. That's proper. Yeah yeah uh rind flare that's another pretty good one that i like quite a bit uh yeah (laughs) yeah the 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 guy that uh that designed most of those flavors did such a bang up job i'm really proud of his work awesome
0: was chunky monkey in there
1: i believe we have a version of chunky monkey but i do not recall what it is i would have to go digging through the documents
0: to find it i mean hot fuzz is also a great thing to reference from (laughs) because yeah um and and the how does jaren take care of jaren does jaren take care of jaren uh you do have a puppy dog and, and a lovely girlfriend so i mean that's that's nice
1: yeah it is it is my team uh my dog and my girlfriend that take care of me because i can't be trusted to take care of myself um there when i when i visited adam uh in rhode island uh it was it was during the peak of writing for restaurants and retail and we were doing weekly meetings with the writing team and i was like trying to figure out how i was going to you know fit in this weekly meeting and then during during uh like off hours a bunch of my teammates got into the chat and they were like jaren you're not planning on working on your vacation are you and i was like well I mean, the, the work has got to get done, and everyone is like, no, no, absolutely not. We forbid you from doing this. If you show up to the meeting, we will all leave. We can have this meeting without you, and it's fine. Like, it'll be okay. You go, like, have an actual vacation. And it took everything in me uh, to actually do that. I'm not very good at that, uh, but it was good. I, have a lot, I get a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not the only one who stands up from the table and says, we're all fried, like, let's, let's be done or let's relax or, you know, it's dinner time. Let's not talk about work. Let's just, you know, hang out and, and uh, do dinner. You know, everyone on the team has that really, really positive mindset. Um, and, and in fact, the, the writing team that I had, uh, the, the six folks who were on my writing team, these bastards they uh they <laughs> ambushed me uh with some some uh tender love and care which i i uh they, these bastards made me cry on camera uh uh dirty dirty bastards uh they they actually um uh, they i i do i love them so much uh they they had created this beautiful letter that they had given to me thanking me for, the, for my role as the team leader and saying what a wonderful experience they had working with us. Uh, and then they coordinated with Adelaide behind my back without me knowing to go and have this letter printed. And then they came to me and they said, hey, we would like to have one last team meeting uh, just as kind of a, a send-off and you know, we, we can all you know, uh, reminisce and it'll be a wonderful time. And I was like, sure, wonderful, that that sounds great. Uh, you know, not thinking anything of, like, why does only my team want to have one of these meetings? And, uh, you know, I get on the camera, and a, a lot of people who, in in the writing process, never came on camera, came on camera. And they were all like, hey, Jaren, we lied. And then Adelaide came over and handed me this piece of paper, and they uh, my, my Discord icon is now this image that they commissioned of me in this cute little D&D shirt. Uh, they were like, we lied. We just wanted to get you here so that we could show you our appreciation. And I read the letter and I saw this art of me, uh, this cute little picture of me, and I just, ah, uh, it was so hard to to be, you know, like composed. Uh, it was they 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 did a really good job of of caring for me uh, after I had really really exhausted myself to the bone during that process. So that is I nice. would have given uh, up. And Jerry, like, right, I'm gonna weep. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what I did. Uh, it was I, I was powerless. Uh, so yeah, I I can't take care of myself. I can't be trusted to. Uh, so I have some very wonderful people on the
0: team uh, who will take care of me when I forget to. That's good. I've found like part of my self care routine over the last few weeks, when I've had the um, roller coaster I've had, um, is Andrew WK's "You're Not Alone" album and walk. It's like look, that'll Like Mm. that man is the hero we need and do not deserve. And that album, like when you like people go listen to an interview or two about how that album came together. And it's like, no, look, the universe gave us one for free. Like (laughs) it taketh much, but it gaveth a lot with that one. So
1: I have literally never listened to this album. So I'm adding it to my list of things I must do.
0: You listen from from song one all the way through. That is my preferred way of listening to albums. Let's go. Very good, because he like he stops and he gives talks. He's like, look, man, like it's it's this is what life is, and this is how you embrace your demons and and party with them. You know, you don't try and destroy the parts of you that you hate. You reconcile with it. It's like, yeah, yeah, man, that's that's very cool, very Lutheran. That, yeah, I like that. I respect little, that. A little bit about, you know, old timey church philosophy and theology and bullshit. <laughs> um, Jaron, you have really cool stuff that you make. How can people find you on Twitters or other things? Oh, what a great question.
1: Uh, I am on Twitter as uh, Jaron R M Johnson. Uh, You can find all of our Action Fiction stuff on Twitter as at Action Fiction. Uh, We also, of course, have ActionFiction.com. MonstersOfMirka.com will take you to where you need to go in order to find the Kickstarter. Uh, We are on Facebook as well under all of the same handles. Uh, And very soon we'll be on Twitch doing another 24-hour live stream on September 25th uh we are there action underscore fiction uh but that would be fantastic if y'all want to come out and watch me be awake and play DD for 24 hours because uh, that's apparently going to happen uh which sounds terrible but hopefully it'll be fun
0: sounds excellent and i of course can be found at new people dnd jaron um thank you very much for your time and just thank you for like you know everything oh you're so sweet always a pleasure i i love this
1: podcast i love the questions that you ask i love you josh you're a beautiful person anytime thanks buddy
0: love you too and everyone take care of yourselves i mean it's that time there's no shame go and have a drink have a walk look at a nice lake or something nice yeah
1: don't be like me (laughs) yeah don't
0: don't be like Jaron. don't be like nice and supportive oh wait no 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 do 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 that stuff sorry (laughs) actually shit that's what you're gonna do go back um everyone have a lovely week bye